You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. That's right. Last week we told you about a 25-year-old story uh, called Nightfall in Batman. And this week we're going to tell you the rest of that story. Uh, Chris, what is it that Night's Quest and Night's End means to you? So for me, honestly, that's when I guess I personally like I got really involved in collecting Batman at that point. Because I remember how excited I was to piece together back issues of Nightfall. Like, I was lucky enough to get Nightfall out of Circle K, part 11, when they broke his back. And then I went the next week and got the the detective issue where they threw him off the tower. Then I went back and collected. And I thought I was slick. I thought I was done. I was like, I got all 19 parts because I got Batman 500. And what was really neat was when they did the night quest, they didn't put the numbers on there. Mm. So at the time, as a reader, you thought this was going to be the status quo. Like, Bruce Wayne is confined to a wheelchair. That's it. And he's not even in the books. Like, the, the Night Quest to Search took place in, like, Justice League Task Force, or Task Force or whatever book it was at the time. And Gene Paul was Batman in both Batman and Detective. Hell, they even had, like, a Marvel-DC crossover at the time. And they used Gene Paul to team up with Azrael. It was crazy. Wait, Gene Paul to t- team up with who? With uh, Sorry, Gene Paul, Azrael, Batman team up with The Punisher. Oh, wow. Yeah, Lake of Fire. And, uh, I, don't think I, I don't think I have that issue. Oh, I'll have to bring that over uh, for you. Yeah, let's uh, take a look at that. Yeah, and then it was cool because then they did a sequel once the status quo got reset. And then they had Bruce Wayne team up with The Punisher. So it was kind of like... What the hell happened to you, guy? I thought we were on the same page. Now you're all about saving criminals. Um, but it was big. I mean, it was it was big. It was it was crazy just to see what was happening and not know what was going to be next. Because obviously we didn't have the internet, and even then you didn't you like I wasn't savvy enough to previews magazine. Right. And then finally, when night's end came, it was like, oh, okay, you know, Bruce is back, his return. And honestly, I think a lot of us probably missed Night Quest the Search. I think most of us did Night Quest the Crusade. Mm. So it was like, how did he get his back healed? How did this all happen? Okay, so we'll we'll definitely dive more into that uh, after we get through with the spinner rack. But that's what we're talking about. It's New Comic Book Day, Wednesday. What's on the spinner rack? Yep, so Wednesday, the, be- the best day of the week. <laughs> so if you're heading out to your stores, coming at you this week from DC Comics... Batman issue 45 will be getting a second print variant cover. Not that it's necessarily a variant, but if you were curious about this, like years ago we had uh, the Superman's annual, the, the gift for the man who has everything. And now we're getting the Batman version of that, Booster Gold's wedding gift to Batman, which is a whole new uh, Bat Point, as some of the fans are calling it, instead right. of Flashpoint. So it's an alternate reality. It's actually been a fun read. So if you missed part one, they'll have a reprint. And part three will also be coming out, issue 47. I'm loving it. I think it's great. Um, Batman Sins of the Father. It's a six-issue miniseries. So if you've come off of Suicide Squad and you've kind of gravitated towards the character of Deadshot, this is a good book because it kind of ties in their origins and motivations and what they're doing. Because Deadshot, 
I mean, when I was a younger fan, he was a villain straight up. But, you know, they've kind of given him those moments of where he can be a little bit classy. So yeah, this has been a fun read. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. I mean, Deadshot and Deathstroke, you know, the, the times when they try, they make those guys heroes, like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird because we got, you got these guys who were... I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Like, I just don't accept it most of the time. Like, I know I I do. I like Suicide Squad as a book, and you know, right. most of the time, Deadshot is the the field leader or whatever you want on on that group. If right. it's not Rick Flag, so I enjoy that book, but he is a bad guy. Oh yeah, like the only reason Suicide Squad works is because I know Amanda Waller's got her finger on the button, right? So it's like these guys are reluctant heroes, so I can buy into that. But yeah, when I read these stories of like. I mean, like, can I read an, uh, a four-part miniseries where he goes into his daughter's neighborhood and starts cleaning up the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, I would believe that because he's going to be like, look, I'm pissing on this building because it's mine. <laughs> right. Get off my block. And my, de- he's my not daughter like, is here. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the, the neighborhood safe because I care. <laughs> hey, give two shits. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, they're assassins, they're, they're, they're mercs, mercs yeah. and all that stuff. So, I mean, they're always out for their best bet. But why is it that they all, I mean... The, the characters are liked because of the way they are. But right. then, you know, whatever editor comes up with, well, we need to make them a good guy so that we can give them a book, like, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> I just, I'd, like, like uh, what was it after uh, Lazarus Contract? You know, when um, uh, Deathstroke, Deathstroke got his, like, white suit and he, yeah, made, he his, made his little hero team, his yeah. Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's like... Why? I mean, you you have a. Do, I, I, do you know? Was was there a positive response to that? Because I jumped off the book like after for a couple yeah. issues of that. I was just in it for the the get crossover myself. No, it really wasn't well received. And I mean, it, it is contradictory to what he's about. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at his children, Grant, his first son that died, that's why he was Deathstroke because right. his son died, and so he basically picked up the mantle. Um, then you have Jericho. And, you know, Jericho, he was like, I don't want you doing this heroic shit. It's going to lead to your death. It's going to lead to your downfall, which it did, you know. And then finally with Rose, and I don't think she's back yet. but Really? I think, I but I could be that. wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, I just thought to my, it popped up my head right now. But even then, he was kind of real reluctant. That's why he was like, all right, Dick, train her. or Fine, I'll, I'll stick her with the Titans. But he never wanted that stuff. Mm-hmm. And even then, it was like, well, why did he want to destroy the Titans? Because he didn't want kids running around as heroes. But then he forms his own Titans. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like seeing Batman shoot a gun at somebody. Right. You know, it's like there are just certain rules. But I, I feel like it's the Wolverine syndrome. Because can you make Batman Wolverine? No, he won't. He won't give you that final justice, right? You know, but Slade will. Bull, our Deadshot will. And, Fair enough. You know, and honestly, I think DC. It's funny because obviously the fifties, sixties, and seventies. It was like, well, those are the Boy Scout do-gooder heroes. <laughs> then the eighties and nineties kind of made them a little bit grim and grittier. I mean, obviously, like you know, uh, Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. Right. But I kind of feel like two thousands and beyond. It's like. We have some really kick-ass villains. Let's do some stuff with that. Like, Not to say that they're not doing a great job with their heroes, but right. they are also cranking out some amazing stories and, for their bad guys. And I know, I mean, I, I, I would say that obviously Marvel does this better, I, I would think, because the, their heroes and villains aren't, at least not anymore, they're not uh, straight-cut good guys, bad guys. You know, like everybody has is a little bit in the gray in the Marvel Universe, you other know, than Spider-Man and Captain America. But the thing is, I, what I like, though, because you're right. Like, Marvel villains are gray. Mm-hmm. But DC villains are straight evil. Right. Like, I like that. Like, I mean, like, if you were to, like, let's just say a random haphazard, you know, like, we could have a great crossover. Like, how cool would it be to, like, let's do a, uh, you know, Deathstroke 
and the the it has to go take over Latveria. So you see Deathstroke and Doctor Doom at it. That would be a tough battle, and I would give a Slade edge to Slade just because mm-hmm. he's got nothing to lose. That's true. Doctor Doom is kind of one of those people like, well, I still protect my people, right? And it's like, but Slade don't give no shit about that. <laughs> so that's what's kind of neat about that. Is, so it's like to me, like the the the, the DC villains are straight evil. Mm-hmm. You know, like Thanos. Why does Thanos do what he does? Because he, he wants, wants to death. love. He wants death's love. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's nihilistic thinking. But Darkseid is. I mean, I was just glancing over the Darkseid Galactus, the Hunger mm-hmm. crossover. And Darkseid was ready to sacrifice the planet instead of letting Galactus eat it. And he's like, why? Because it's mine. <laughs> and it's like, damn, because even at that point, Galactus is like, all right, I'll go find another planet. <laughs> so to me, it's like, yeah, the bad, bad guys are at DC. I mean, I, I do. I love both sets of villains. But I mean, at the end of the day, Norman Osborn might do a little bit more good than Lex Luthor could. Mm, I mean... Even though with the the current Lex Luthor, or I don't even know if it's current anymore. Well, but. he was heroic. I think they're, I don't know. And you know what's just to put this on our radar and, and our listeners' radar, that action comic special, apparently, what, and I, I, I'm always cautious of these articles because these aren't necessarily people that are reading the comics, writing them sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like they were putting it out there like, I guess the, that was the Lex Luthor from po, or pre-Flashpoint. That would make sense. Yeah, and so he was fighting Superman, and he died in that. And you're like, wait, what? So we're going to totally have that the Luthers also didn't get put together and merged? Oh. Yeah, so I need to sit down with my physical copy and check this out. That's interesting. You're talking about the chess match one. Uh, no, 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 not the Action Comics 1000, the Action Comics special. So that would have been the last Dan Jurgens issue of Action. Oh, I don't think I've read that yet. Then. Yeah, like I, I know it's been out, but like... I know we haven't picked up our copies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's that's put up on my read list now. Mm, all right. <laughs> but anyways, continuing on. So yeah, so uh, like I said, that's part four of six. If you can't get the others, trade will definitely be coming. I would put that on your radar if you're looking for a good bad guy with a heart of gold star. <laughs> uh, Dark Days, The Road to Metal Hardcover. So if you missed it and you want to get on that bus... This is the way to do it. And even these are very neat. Um, if you're a crazy collector like I am, the first prints will have actual special dust jackets on them. Mm. So if you're on the fence and you're like, oh, wait, don't wait, because these are going to be high-end collectibles, which is crazy because you never really saw that with your hard covers. But that's kind of cool that they're doing something. Uh, continuing on, we will have Green Lanterns 47. Uh, obviously, we're getting closer to 50. And if I remember correctly, I think Dan Jurgens is actually on the book right now. He's writing that one. Uh, Harley Quinn, Harley Loves Joker, Part 2 of 2. I can kick myself because I missed this one. Part 1 and 2, it's just a two-part miniseries. So mm. it kind of explores like like an origin of Joker and Harley and then the fallout. Why did she start doing all this good guy stuff or all that? So um, definitely worth checking out. Before we move on, uh, you know the whole... I know we still haven't really gotten a storyline about it yet, but the three Jokers thing that was mm-hmm. brought up in the end of... Flashpoint or uh, no 50, new 52 yeah yeah, yeah. um I, you know a lot of people throw it out there that the comedian is one of the the uh, jokers. jokers yeah um do you do you have a running theory right now on that myself i haven't really thought about it um i kind of feel so it's an interesting interpretation and it's it's a weird thought like i i don't know which way to go with it but something that my mind has pulled towards. Do you remember when they were doing 52, the weekly book mm-hmm. and they had those at the end, the two page origins mm-hmm. and they had the Joker one and they heavily referenced Jack Napier from Batman 89 uh, Joker from 
because he was holding up the three cards and it had like the three different looks. So the red hood, the gangster, and then I can't remember what the third one was, but it's, I almost feel, I, 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 I think, and it's, it's going to be tough the way you could play it, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess that that's how crazy the Joker is that he has 30 people's levels of intelligence. Hmm. So it's like, like a serial killer has a method to them. Right. Well, a Joker wouldn't have a method, and that's why it kind of reads off like it's three people. Right. Because I don't think they're going to do something like, yeah, we have a Golden Age Joker running around, and then we have a killing oh. Joker running. I just think that's how screwed up he is. Because even then, like if you think about that, um, it was the J- the JLA crossover with um, the Day of Judgment when Hal Jordan first became the Spectre, and they went inside that one guy's mind, and Martian Manhunter was like trying to hold it all together. Right. So it's like, well, what is he tr- like? I mean, again, this is drawing at straws because they're all different writers. But what was he trying to hold together? Maybe he's trying to hold together three intelligences. Yeah. And even then, when you go further back to JLA and its earlier issues, same thing. The Joker had to grab onto this and hold the Joker's mind in place. Hmm. So maybe that's just how it reads off. Or maybe you could even do something like it's kind of like a flash of two points. Maybe his mind you know channels two different universes oh that'd be kind of crazy maybe it's you know after emperor joker like you know he had some imp power left over but uh, you know and i was thinking because uh what was it tom king introduced well reintroduced punch and julie or judy introduced well yeah okay so yeah i see what you're saying yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. uh in the was it the i am gotham storyline yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think that at that point it was the I am Bane part. Oh, okay. but it was yeah, a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you know, in the beginning of Doomsday Clock, um, Jeff Johns introduces, uh, or I guess reintroduces, Mime and Marionette. Marionette. I don't know if they're if they were actual characters back in the day for. Uh, well, so for the, Char- the Punch Charleston. and. Julie were the real things, like how Captain Adam is, and then Mime and Marionette were like how Doctor Manhattan is. Okay, so that Fair was enough. the that's, uh, that's what I, Earth, yeah. Alan Moore, Alan Moore, <laughs> whatever number that is. So I mean, and then you got you know you got Joker and Harley, and I, essentially that's three different joke. I mean, it's three characters that are kind of the same. I'm yeah. not saying that that's what they're going to do because that's just bad writing. That's lazy writing. But, no, but there is some element to that. I mean, the trickster from the Flash world. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's every rogues gallery does have that. Like, I mean, I like how they even did that at one point when they were like Mr. Mixelplick, Batmite, and Quisp. Right. That they were fifth dimensional beings. And they're all in for their different imps. characters. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I thought that was kind of neat how, yeah, make your sandbox bigger by expanding on what you have instead of here's something new and then force it in. You know, but yeah, so it'd be interesting. I don't think we'll we'll see something like that. But on that front, Jason Fabook is working on art for for this three Joker story. Oh, so there is something there going is, forward. There right is now. something happening, but you know, maybe it'll be three issues, three months apart for three years. I don't know. Take it easy. Yeah, you know, but uh, but no, but Jason, he he's definitely he delivers his work on time. Uh, I mean, he showed us that with the Dark Side War, he stayed on it. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. It's just kind of up to, like, this is the hard part with the behind the scenes because on Doomsday Clock, for example, like, are the scripts being turned in on time? Is it just that they wanted to give Gary Frank more time or is it Jeff who to blame or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, but no, there will be something. I would predict probably in the next two to three months, solicits will be seeing, you know, Batman, the Jokers who laugh. The case of the three Jokers. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, something like that. 
Okay. I, I, I just, when you were talking about Harley, you know, and Joker and stuff, I was like, I, I, I kind of want to talk about that real quick. Yeah, but. no, that, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a, that's one of those things we're anticipating. You know, the three Jokers, JSA, Legion of Superheroes, and Captain Marvel. Come on, DC. <laughs> What's going let on? Us, let, us, let us play. Bring them back already. But anyways, um, so... You have Injustice issue, or sorry, Injustice Two issue twenty six. Again, another great series. Justice League, No Justice, Part Two of Four. I enjoyed Part One. I really did. Like that brought back that feeling. I, I remember somebody describing uh, JLA by Grant Morrison as it's the summer action film, and I felt that again. Like this felt really good. So I'm very stoked. I'm excited what they're doing now with uh issue one don't justice issue one is that where they decided to split up into teams yeah so essentially you have the free comic book day piece or sorry no no you have the um dc nation quarter issue Mm -hmm. and that just has like a quick eight page blurb and then like supergirl winds up like oh my god what's this giant thing in space and then no justice part one is where brainiac collects all the heroes so he gets the jla the teen titans and various other characters and then they all find themselves in like color-coded suits and they're like oh okay and brainiac's like well yeah you guys do well but if you did your teams correctly you could do better and so that's why they're assigned that way and then finally they're like well wait a minute you said we'd have like four to five members there's only like three of us here what gives now here come the villains and it's like oh and he's like well somebody's got to do some necessary parts so it's all calculated by brainiac so yeah that was the the team setup and then we have three more issues to go and then we have three things or no sorry four entities so i imagine we'll probably see two fights then the next issue two fights mm-hmm. and then your conclusion and and i don't know this just struck me right now but like if if you were to come up with a team in the dc universe so I guess technically it's like a mini challenge right now, but if you were to, you don't have to tell me the, 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 the people that would be on the team, but like, if you were like, say Marshall Manor, like, you know, it was like, you know, the JLA and the, and the justice league just aren't doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. We need one team, you know, that's oversees everybody. Oh, okay. So they're the, like the, 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 like the overseeing watch team. Oh, okay. Cause I was gonna say, if I had to pick a theme, and this is something just because I, would, I know what character I would start going with, but I almost kind of want to pick like playing off of Tom King's sanctuary idea. Mm-hmm. Have like your health first responders team. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could have Doctor Midnight, Mister Terrific, um, uh, you know Zatanna, and I'm trying to think who's like a good healer. Maybe even Martian Manor to calm people telepathically. But you start taking those characters that you know while Superman's fighting Doomsday, they're the ones that are working on the people on the scene. You know stuff like that. But if I had to pick overseers. Wow, that's tough. I guess honestly, and again, this is where I would pick Martian Manhunter. I he's just he he's got a vast array of powers. He's way more stronger than he's always portrayed. So I'd love to give him a big spotlight there. Um, I mean, this kind of it kind of would be like this. I guess would it be like the Stormwatch team that was on during New Fifty Two? I, I think that's how they were trying to portray him, but to me, in my mind, I almost kind of see it more like Illuminati. Yes, that like, was that's like what I was team. thinking in my yeah, mind. Like, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I would pick Martian Manhunter. Uh, when it comes to magics, I, I think Zatanna is a great one, but I feel like Dr. Fate is more the authority there. So I'd put Dr. Fate on that team. Um, I would probably bring in the Phantom Stranger. I'd actually have him interact with people. And then that way, because he's got more of a vast realm and he can give them more, while Dr. Fate would be more focused on magic. And then, so March Matter would give me my alien space. 
think I've got my space, my science. No, I don't have a science. So you have two. I don't know. Does Phantom Stranger consider magic? He's kind of magic, but I give him that. Like he's way more than that. Like he's, he's probably like the character who is like. Because I always think of like uh, what was it, Kingdom Come or not Kingdom Come, but one of those books where like the the quintessence was meeting and like he was there with Dead Man and he bops up to their level and he's like. Hey, so he's more know, cosmic. Yeah, like, like he's or, like, yeah, he may be space, but he's that cosmic yeah. mysticism relationship. So yeah, it's, I, I kind of see that like he would be at one end of the table and Marsh Manor would be at the other end of the table. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, you know, they'd be the the balance. Yeah, and then you know, sprinkling some of the characters in between. So like, probably Mister Terrific. I like him. I think he's he's very selfless. Like he might not be the he's the third smartest man or something like that, but he's the most selfless because it's probably Luther and Bruce Wayne that are above him. Do you think um, Bruce Wayne's smarter than Mister Terrific? I don't. I I think he's smarter in the fact that he would look at the stuff that Mister Terrific knows not to look at. Oh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, like could like why is Batman better because he created OMAC. Yeah, Michael Holt could have created OMAC, but he was smart enough to know not to create OMAC. <laughs> but Bruce Wayne was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Like, it's almost kind of like a Reed Richards Doctor Doom relationship. Right. So it's like, we know Reed's smarter, but we know Doom's more daring. So right. that's how I kind of see those two. Hmm. Um, I don't like, see Luther as the smartest man, but, you know, that was retconned recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, with the whole uh, Mr. Oz, or no, with uh, Doomsday Clock. The Doomsday Clock, yeah, Doomsday yeah where they're like, oh, he's the man. So, so yeah, that's what I was going to say was, like, who is your who is your Reed Richards, like, as in intelligence-wise, for the DC Universe? So, I mean, oh, also man. hero and smartest smartest man hero around. Hero and smartest man around. You know, maybe that's where, just to give him some love, go Doc Magnus. Oh wow! I didn't think about I mean, that. He's he created life, but he's 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 too wrapped up in his metal men, and I think that's his problem. But I like that. Like if you can get him to like focus on other things, like I could see that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, you know, like I mean, put him. Maybe that's a place where they could have put him on that um, the Terrific's book. You know, he could have. That would have been a good place. I mean, for granted, him. he doesn't have the stretchiness ability, and I'm I'm sure they'd rather give more of the feature towards Michael Holt, Mister Terrific. But that could have been a good place where it's like, yeah, because you're right. When he's with the metalman, he's more like running to their aid instead of creating on the spot situations mm-hmm. you know but i almost kind of see him as he is that mr fantastic just without the stretchy ability so that's my that would be my thought there okay and i'll bump him up to that team that i'm making so there we go <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no but no justice is great i am loving it so i'd highly recommend go for it um and rounding out our dc comics superman special number one this will end uh, Patrick Gleason and oh man I can't think of his name right now uh, but the team that's been writing the Superman books they will be wrapping up their stories with this final episode a la Dan Jurgens with the action comic special so that's a lot of good stuff coming out of DC this week so luckily it's very gentle not as harsh as it was with prior weeks <laughs> Moving to the other side of the fence, you can't have chaos without order. So Marvel Comics, there will be a couple things coming out. I strongly recommend Avengers number two. That book has been great as well. Same thing. I have that summer blockbuster. It's back. And this is coming out of No Surrender. Yes. Okay. So we just, we already had issue one, you know, last week or two weeks ago, and it was great. It read very nicely. Free Comic Book Day had a um, kind of a, a zero issue, so they'll read out of order. So if you haven't read your books yet, read the Avengers Free Comic Book Day, then read one, and then read two. And like, it's kind of funny because the two stories. No justice and what's going on in Avengers 
kind of seems similar where it's like we're fighting these giant be all end all space gods but it's exciting you know and it's it's kind of neat because if you plan it in your head like the uh, way I'm doing it, I, it it's a crossover that's happening that we're not seeing because <laughs> it's kind of like how the original Crisis on Infinite Earths was right there were seeds planted in all the books that Marv Wolfman was writing or editing or his or Len Wein was helping with seeds were out there so it's like Crisis was happening a good two years before it happened mm. so it's like hey maybe you know all these guys Jason Aaron and Scott Snyder are like well until our company heads figure out what's going on let's do an unofficial crossover <laughs> so I mean who knows but it's been fantastic so I recommend it uh, ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, number eighteen. This makes me happy to say every time we're getting an issue more and issue more. So it's been fantastic. Um, I, you know, personally, I'm more surprised. Like, I really like how they're dealing with Ben Riley's soul. I'm digging that. Like his his tie-in to Damnation seemed weird at first, but I was go because it had Ghost Rider. But I'm really loving how like you know Mephisto tempted him. Like, right. Hey man, I'll fix your soul for you, no problem. But it's Mephisto, and Mephisto and spiders don't mix well. <laughs> so I thought that was really good. Uh, Cable issue 157. So Cable's been kind of doing like a little bit of soul searching and, and going through his own timeline. So in this issue, we'll actually see the return of X-Man, Nate Gray. Okay. You know? So this is going to be real exciting. Um, I'm interested in this issue and the next issue because the next issue, he'll go back to when he was being raised by um, Slim and uh, Red, so Scott and Gene. So essentially, you know, Nate Gray and uh, Cable, so Nathan Summers, yep. they both have, they're both the same person, just from different dimensions. Yeah. Right? Um, does Nate, does X-Man have the same powers? Is he telekinetic? He's telekinetic and he's way more stronger because he doesn't have to hold back the TO virus. Right. So that's why he's got like godlike telekinesis as opposed to cable-like telekinesis. Right. So they are the same, but it's like, you know, obviously And no metal Nate's, arm. Yeah. Nate's not fighting off that stuff like Nate is. <laughs> <laughs> X-Men isn't fighting it off like Cable is, so yeah. And it's almost kind of like the case of like Dakin and Ultimate Wolverine. They're both the son okay. of Wolverine, but different dimensions. Right. So it's that kind of thing. Okay. You know? uh, let's see. Continuing on, Captain America 702. We are looking at Mark Wade's current storyline. Um, that'll be coming to a close for the next round of Captain America coming in July, but still a worthwhile read. Daredevil, issue 602. Uh, Charles Soule has been knocking it out of the park, so do yourself a favor. If you're not on this book, get on this book. Um, if you are looking at Wolverine and what to do, the hunt for Wolverine continues. This week we'll be starting another one of the books called Claws of a Killer. So another four-part miniseries. This one will basically be the... Um, Oh, my God. Whatever the Weapon X team searching for it. So, like, the Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, and all that crew. How are they handling it? Uh, it's just four more issues of maybe. <laughs> I sh I'm shaking my head so hard because I'm so disappointed at myself for be getting sucked into each one of these books. And it's just like, <laughs> I, you know, I made the mistake. I was like, oh, this one's Search for Wolverine. And then, oh, the Hunt for Wolverine. And then, oh, we got another. Oh, uh, uh, what? Oh. Which one is the good one? I don't want to have to get all four. Oh, now I got to get all four. Damn. Yeah. No, like with that, luckily I just, I looked at the writers and if it's Charles Soule, go for it. If it's not, I I would, I mean, unless it's a character you care about. Right. So like this one, like were you reading the um, the the Weapon X team book? I am reading the Weapon X okay, team book, so which this I one like. Might, this might be a fun one right. for you. Like I'd be curious to see if it's the same writer for both those books. Um I know they just announced another one. There's another spinoff book. So these four four-parters will 
collide into another ongoing mini book and then meanwhile finally, uh, <laughs> wolverine is already alive over in infinity countdown well we saw him in the marvel legacy book and we saw him in issue one but we haven't seen him since unless you know you're talking about those last teaser pages no but so that's all we've seen of him huh. so we don't know what's going on so the question is how did he get out and what's he doing? How did he acquire the stone? Why did he pass it on? Things like that. Okay. Because if you remember, our, I don't know if you got there yet, but if you're okay with a spoiler yeah. or two. So if this is for Infinity Countdown, so if you, if you haven't read issue two yet, pause, read, come back. And three, two, one, spoiled. So Wolverine hides the Mind Stone. I think it was the Mind Stone, right? Or the blue one, whatever they changed it to. <laughs> so he hides it in a toilet. In Madhapur, yeah, I and that's where Black that, yeah. Widow she like picks it up and she's like, "Oh shit!" And of course, it's signed off. N, I need you to take care of this for me. L, <laughs> L. You know? so like, oh, yep, there we go. So yeah, I I don't know, but you now hunting for Wolverine, it's out there. It's easy because it's all over the place. Yeah, um, which is is weird. Do you think is, is it is it strange that Marvel's doing such a big push for Wolverine again? Like, like like we've talked several times. You know, we, we we're not. We're not we're not hurting for Wolverine. We have oh, plenty Christ. of Wolverines in the, got, the Marvel yeah. universe, but you're just like they're doing this huge push. It's not like it's not like he's going to be in the next movie. We've already they've already missed Logan. So. Yeah. Well, I think it's just they're taking advantage of what they didn't have, and they're making him popular again. You know, because it's like you're right. Like, are we hurting for Wolverines? Christ, no. You have X Men Blue, which has Ultimate Wolverine and Dakin in it. You have Weapon X. You have Old Man Logan. You had Wolverine, which was Laura, and then you relaunched it back as X-23. Um, you have Gabby, which is the clone yeah, of Laura. The, the little, little Wolverine, yeah. or little X-23, yeah. So, I mean, it's he's got his own family. I mean, you have your paternal and old man Logan. <laughs> you have the, the teen sister, the younger sister, the two twin boys that are fighting each other and it's like yeah let's you know we have plenty of wolverines yeah you know the wolverine bunch there i mean we go. <laughs> then, i mean if you want to if you want to extend it you also have Sabretooth, which is another version of wolverine yeah, he's you the have, crazy drunk uncle <laughs> you, have, you have weapon h which is the the, the hulk varine yeah the yeah the hulk varine the which is uh, i don't know brother-in-law the new yeah. brother-in-law <laughs> So he's, there's he's the plenty stepchild. of there's plenty of Wolverines running around yeah. in the Marvel universe. I don't know why they're doing this big push with uh, with Logan. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. He'll it'll be Crisis of Infinite Wolverines. That's what they'll do at Marvel. <laughs> it's gonna be that panel in uh in Zero Hour with the Hawkmans, and he's like, "What are you talking about? You're crazy or something like that." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and all these different. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we'll just have that Wolverine status. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I hope it gets fixed. I hope it comes to something. Because yeah, I mean, like I love character growth. But at this point, it's like, good freaking gosh, you know, like, come on. What if you had someone like that had the same powers like Mystique, like, you know, the shapeshifter that just got hit in the head and in, in, or hypnotized by whoever, Ms. Ms. Mero, you know, to be like, think that they're Wolverine. So they're just stuck in that, you know, <laughs> then you'd have another Wolverine roll, rolling around, but he's a shapeshifter. You're like, I don't know. Would, is that a story? Is that something there? It's not, it's not, it's not being done. So, I mean, you know, maybe after there you go, like when they, when they coalesce into that last hunt for Wolverine, then all of a sudden he'll get hit in the head and he reverts back to his blue form. And they're like, <laughs> son of a bitch. It was morph this whole time. Yeah. Morph. <laughs> I'll avenge you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say, but uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> scrolls, <laughs> yeah, scrolls, exactly. Scrolls. I mean, there you go. There's, those are shapeshifters. Yep. 
Uh, but moving along, Infinity Countdown, Daredevil number one. I am looking forward to this one because they're going to try some new stuff. How will... So Turk has an Infinity Stone. Oh, my goodness. Turk does? Yeah, Turk does. And I think it's the Mind Stone. And so it's like, well, Daredevil's blind. But our minds aren't blind, so like they're talking about doing some experimental stuff with Daredevil on this one. So I'm very excited. So if you're a fan of Daredevil as well as what's going on in Marvel Space and the gems or the stones or whatever you wish to call them, this book is definitely worth picking up. Uh, I think it's a four six parter, so you know be prepared to write it out. But I I, I would put my reputation on this one. Uh, Mighty Thor at the Gates of Valhalla number one is coming out so I believe this is a one shot but I could be wrong but if you really liked Jane Foster's Thor and you like everybody I'm sure read 705 and then nobody knew like stay with 706 and there was a twist there this is also a part of that so if you thought like what was okay, the twist so, 705, she dies straight up. Lady Thor, Jane Foster, they're both done. Jane Foster? Yeah, that's a good I like that. <laughs> Stevel and Jane Foster. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she died. And if we're okay, again, spoilers for Thor 706. It's been damn near a month, so hurry up and read your comics. Three, two, one, spoiled. So, Jane lives. Really? Yeah. Wasn't she dying of cancer or something? She was dying of cancer, and Thor Odinson is like, fuck that, no. Like, he's literally, like, recharging her body with lightning to the point where he blows off his cybernetic arm. No. Like, he is just, ah, oh, you know, like, I will not let this happen. And she lives. He brings her back from the point of death. Burn the cancer right out of her. Yep, you know, lightnify. So that's that's what we've been doing wrong this whole time. But so he brings her back. Now, whether or not she'll still have cancer, I don't know, but he brought her back to life. So it's almost kind of like that whole... Uh, the the C not the CPR but when you take the little paddles yeah the defibrillators she, yeah there you go the defibrillator so it's along the lines of that what Thor did to bring her back after getting beaten senseless which is not the way how that works but that's okay like, most people don't know that like yeah. it's true and most people don't know that but so he brings her back to life but he doesn't give her the hammer back he doesn't make her Jane she Foster? doesn't want to do it because the thing is it's an easier escape but at the same time there's also a little bit of a curse so she goes for her leukemia treatments but every time she's Thor that chemical's essentially blasted out of her um. so she's still fighting cancer without the aid so it's kind of like it's nice to not being pain but at the same time you're not getting the treatment mm. so she's kind of like I have to do this for myself because some Marvel editor said so. <laughs> but yeah. I was so. going to say, there's probably a lot of upset Jane Foster Thors out there, Thor fans out there that are just, yeah, just upset. Like, because yeah. she, she got a pretty big following really quick, it sounded like. Oh, yeah, yeah. She definitely caught on. But I, I you know, it's, it's character, though. It's one of those things where, again, we're reading a book called Thor. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, you know, like, I think you and I talked about this years ago. Because, like, if you look at the origin of Thor, you know, it's like, yes, we've, it's been expanded upon. But the first time, it was just a man finds a stick, hits the ground, and becomes Thor. Right. So is Thor like a Green Lantern ring? <laughs> or, you know, same thing. Like, I mean, God, could you imagine if they did that over on DC? What if Captain Marvel was a separate entity? So oh, Billy's yeah. just been wearing the form of Captain Marvel, and then one day they get separated, and Captain Marvel's like, finally! I don't have to keep saying good gosh all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly, no more, you know? That's the title of it. There we go. Holy moly, no more. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, you're right. It, it, and that is weird. Uh, I mean, yeah, Thor has, has been in a lot of iterations throughout the years, and I think that's just because it... it, it 
it has one of those problems of you know he's so overpowered how do you how do you make him interesting and which is the thing that you have to follow with with superman all the time oh yeah yeah and i think with thor you know i don't i just think people didn't didn't care uh latch on to donald blake enough so yeah like his I, I think by the time so when they first created him yeah he had his earth life with donald blake and jane foster but like i think once they started doing the whole tales of asgard and putting them out there it was kind of like we don't care about that group yeah. we like this rainbow bridge and hamadol mm-hmm. and balder and the warriors three that's cool you know so it's kind of like all right let's just ditch it yeah you know but then of course you know somebody comes back and it's like we need a spin oh let's make him a human again yeah. you know and, and we get that every couple of years yeah, because what was the third identity? Because it was Eric Masterson was the second. Mm-hmm. Jake Olson? Yeah, Jake yeah, Olson. Jake Olson yeah. He was a dick. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was stealing medication <laughs> from the, the ambulance? Jerk. I Jeez. don't know. <laughs> it, 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 I, I think Thor is another tough nut to crack. And I, I mean, it sounds like they would, you know, it sounds like the most recent writers were, were doing a great, great job with it, with the character, but. Uh, I don't know. It seems like to me, it always seems like Thor is a tough nut to crack. Just the same as like Wonder Woman. Like it, it, I don't know. To me, it just seems like those books don't really sell all that well, and they have to redo. They have to do something to to change it up. Yeah, well, they're a tough book because I mean, we're we're taking a god and we're humanizing him. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, like could you imagine you know like Green Lantern's facing a problem? You know, he is an Earth man, but he's trapped in space. So everybody right now is like, well, why can't we see him on Earth? Why can't we see his friends and family? And it's tough because it's like, oh, well, we're trying to tell this story. And, you know, same thing with Thor. It's like, well, you know, we're trying to tell this story, but we've got to depower them in a sense. And I say, don't depower them. You know, characters like Wonder Woman and Thor, let people remember they're gods. You know, I mean, when we see Hercules walking around in the Marvel U or hell, even in the DCU, <laughs> he is Hercules. He has all his feats. He can do amazing things. It's just they make sure to make the bad guys bigger than him. So that's what you do with Thor. You know, you just start saying, okay, let's let's do some crazy stuff. Uh, same thing for Wonder Woman. You know, you just have somebody come in and, you know, you create the god killer and that's what comes through. And it's like, oh, shit, this is getting crazy. <laughs> so... But yeah, no, they're they're definitely tough because mythology can be exciting, but it can also be boring. I don't know if that's okay to say, but that's one of those things where it's it's tough, you know, because yeah. like we do like Thor and we like all that stuff, but then you get bogged down by Odin and you know the history lesson, and sometimes people just don't care for that. But I mean, they've been doing some cool stuff, like Wonder Woman. Um, I think the add-on of Jason and seeing what's going on, and now these dark gods that came out of metal. That's going to be exciting to explore. Uh, Jason Aaron, he's the man that you were talking about. He's just been making Thor great again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot of cool stuff. What I'm curious about is Thor's currently one-armed. Right. And as we've seen in the the upcoming art for Avengers, the current run by also Jason Aaron, he's got that gold arm and a gold Mjolnir. Right. And even also in the comics, Mjolnir smashed. So, like, Jane was able, like, she lifted up a little pebble and she gave it to Odinson, and he held it in his one hand, and he dropped to the ground. But he could hold a little bit because he's a little worthy. He's a little. So you know, it's and and honestly, we are on a character arc for Thor. He has been unworthy, right? So we need to figure out how to fix w- that. What was it that Nick Fury said to him? Oh man, it's like you pissed off. Uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did we never get? The- they they put it out there. It was something like basically he kind of reminded him like remember that time you made a deal with a bad guy and it's like yeah so don't act like you're noble oh. because it was something like that like he he compromised to to stop a 
big plague or something oh, okay. to that effect. Yeah, I don't know the exact words. But anyways, but yeah, Thor at the Gates of Valhalla. If you were a Jane Foster, Jane Foster fan, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a good like reminiscing book. So I, I would definitely tell you to put on your pickup list. Um, you mentioned this one earlier, No Surrender. So if you were a big fan of that and you like Quicksilver, uh, some of the ramifications will sp- be spinning out into a new five-part miniseries book called Quicksilver, No Surrender. So that'll be happening there. True Believers, Wolverine Dying Game, and True Believers, Wolverine Fatal Attractions. $1 books, both part of some amazing stories. Fatal Attractions was huge. Did you ever get to read that, or did you know what happened? No, I don't think I never read that. Oh, man, that was wild. That was the one where the, I think it was a six-parter that crossed over all the X-Men books for one month. They had the little hollow foil cards on the cover oh, and stuff no. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that was the one where Magneto just got so pissed at Wolverine. He was like, fuck you, and he took all the adamantium off his bones. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was crazy, 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 crazy. But anyways, yeah, you can get that issue for a buck now, so it's way cheaper than the trade or whatever else you find. X-Men Red number four will be out, so this will continue Jean Grey's team and her saga. Um, And then also, if you're trying to figure out what's going to happen with X-Men Blue, the original team and the X-Men stuff, they're having these... um, little splash pages at the end so they're teasers in that sense what they did with wolverine they're doing now there so we'll have part three going on there so if you're collecting those and then this isn't the big one but it's part of it x-men wedding special number one i believe this is just going to be the bachelor party so we're going to see what's going to happen for Ki- for colossus and then the bachelorette party of kitty pride what will happen do, do they have their maid of honor and 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 best man not that i'm aware of so you know maybe this is where we find out or you know but since we both don't know who would who does colossus pick in your eye? i mean it it the first person that came to mind for me was was nightcrawler like kurt is his best man same here yeah like okay. i mean i know it's like oh wolverine because wolverine is everywhere but <laughs> i would be like no it's colossus or it's it's nightcrawler yeah they both came onto the team at the same point you know they they both left foreign countries I mean, Wolverine left Canada for America. That's an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> but yeah, apologize there, mates. I just think that, I mean, it just seems like to me that that's the, the proper pairing. I don't know. I, maybe I'm, I'm thinking way too much of uh, Ultimate X-Men, but that, to me it just seems like Colossus and, and Night, Nightcrawler. No, I say that's, that's what you go with. Because if you look at a lot of times when they'd have like the, the bromance book, it was the three guys, Wolverine, Colossus, and Nightcrawler. Mm. So you can't have Wolverine in everything. So, yeah, <laughs> go Colossus and Nightcrawler. Yeah, I know. Mar- they're, they're Marvel's just, proving me wrong on Mar- that. Marvel just said, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> X-Men, wedding special, hunt for Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> now for uh, for Kitty. Who's her maid of honor? I don't know who her maid of honor is. I, I think of... Uh, I'm trying to think about in, in that... Um, uh, what's it? God... God Loves Man Kills book. Uh-huh. Who is her friend in that? Oh, Ileana. Ileana. Yeah, so that I guess Ileana would be her maid of honor. Yeah. But like is she too like too out there? She's too demonic to be like have as a <laughs> as a maid of honor like she's just like yeah, can you not show up with all the brimstone and hellfire could please you, could you not try, try not to uh, sacrifice those kids souls for this uh, bachelorette party kind of thing no. but yeah. it makes sense you know she the sister of the, well, the, so yeah, the, the groom, brother the groom's sister yeah. and all that yeah so, I mean, I definitely I would go there because, I, like, the first thought in my mind was Storm, mm. but that was more like a mentor trainee relationship, right. and obviously she's grown and they're trustworthy and they're friends. But I like that Ileana because you're right in that series, Kitty was the one who got 
you know, blasted and put in the trunk, and it was Ileana who was like, hey, man, we got to go rescue her. She <laughs> yeah. was kidnapped. Yeah. And Ileana has been her friend. Yeah. Because yeah, no. I'm even trying to think, like, if we looked at maybe even, say, Excalibur, the best I could think there is maybe... Psylocke? I don't know if she was a part of that, though. Yeah. But you're right. She did come from that, so maybe that was her first form. But I was almost thinking maybe Rachel Summers. Ooh. You know, because that was kind of the same thing. But again, their relationship is synthetic. Mm-hmm. Because when Rachel came to our reality, or the 616, she was like, oh, it's you, Kitty, my best friend. And she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, no, that that's where Wolverine's going to show up. It's gonna she, He's going to be her maid of honor. And yeah, no really throw wrenches into stuff. Wolverine, hunt for maid of honor. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because cause Wolverine loves to train those teenage girls all the time and ha- how to be a killer. Yep. <laughs> She'll have her little katana hidden in her wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, are we done with the spinner? Yep, that's, that's everything out there. So a lot of good stuff to read and a lot of stuff to keep your eye on. Uh, just wanted to make make a shout out to Fantasia Comic Con that we went to this past weekend. We had a yes. great time. Uh, expect to hear uh, Chris's interview with Kevin Eastman, the creator of, or co-creator? Yes, co-creator. Co-creator, co-creator writer, artist of Teenage, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was right. one of the greatest gifts in our 80s childhood. We, yeah, he was fantastic. So this Friday. We will have it out this Friday. Yeah. Make sure to tune in uh, to your iPod, iCast. To podcast to local wherever internet. yeah <laughs> wherever wherever you listen to us you know make sure to download that one uh okay let's get on to nightfall night quest night's end the night saga this oh, now we've touched on this a couple of times this is um uh it was the middle of three big events in the dc universe i i mean i know that we kind of talked about how it's it wasn't a result of superman dying but definitely felt like it. But definitely felt like it. So, you, you know, the year prior, you have the death of Superman. Yep. This year, you have the, the breaking of Batman. The following year, you have the... Uh, that's when Hal Jordan... Yeah, Emerald uh, Twilight. ...becomes Parallax and destroys all the Green Lanterns. Yep. So, if you, I mean, if you look at it as that kind of three-part trilogy, this was a, a big time in like, hey, we need to shake up the DC comic books. Oh, God. Nothing was safe. And I mean, even Marvel was going nuts because Fatal Attractions taking the adamantium out of Wolverine. There you go. The Spider Clone Saga. Is it really Peter or not? Everybody was going. So hell, I think even Captain America was like the Super Soldier Serum had to be taken out of his body, and that's mm-hmm. when he was running and running around in the Cap armor. Okay. You know, Iron Man. This may have been when they killed him and made him a young boy again. Team Tony. <laughs> yeah. You know, so nothing was safe at that time in comics. So. Uh- as we stated last week when we were doing our challenge, we had, prior to Nightfall come out, we had a one-issue ep- uh, book called... Uh, the Vengeance of the Bane. Vengeance, the Vengeance of Bane, where, where they introduced uh, Bane and kind of his backstory. And then we had the four-issue miniseries of Asriel called The Sword of Asriel. Yes. So we have the villain that's going to break Batman and the hero that's going to step into Batman's shoes. Yep. Now, we have Nightfall, which we talked about last week. Right, that's right. that's right where it ends. It ends with the, the breaking of his back, right? Well, no. So Nightfall was a 19-part story, and even then there's precursors to that, and we can talk about that later. But it was a 19-part, and so Bruce Wayne gets his back broken by Bane in issue 11 okay. because the first 10 issues are just Batman running through this gauntlet of 
all the crazies in Arkham Asylum are loose, but not only they're loose, they're heavily armed because they Bane set all this shit up. Right, weapons cache all over the place. Now, so and, be, and before you get, keep going, now you when you say nineteen part, it's not like it was one one book a month for nineteen oh, no, months. Yeah, it it's was the, all four books. Well, or, no, at that point it was just alternating between Batman and Detective. Okay, because we hadn't had all like. Shadow of the Bat was still kind of in its own universe, but they did have a two-part crossover, The God of Fear, so that kind of had a follow-up to Scarecrow post-Joker. And then Showcase, I want to say Showcase 93, so they brought that book back, and you know they just put a two-part Two-Face tale in there. So essentially this was a 10-month book or 10-month story then? I want to say it probably was, yeah, maybe eight months, maybe close to 10 months because I think I think that's why the showcase thing happened. Uh, it's it. kind of a stop-gap month or something like okay. that. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, go ahead and keep going. But anyway, so yeah, so it crossed over in the Batman Detective books and it would spill out every now and then. But it was a 19-parter, and so... Like I said, part 11 was when we see Batman get crippled by Bane. And then finally in part 12, 13, we see Asriel take over. Uh, he slowly starts changing the costume. First, he gets the new gauntlets to help him out. And then finally in part 19, which was Batman 500, he is full Asbat costume. The blue armor, the crazy little spiky cape. <sighs> The Very red 90s. visor eyes, yeah. Joe Quesada was all over that. Um, and, you know, I mean, it was cool, I'll admit. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, this is badass. But then at the same time, I was like 10. So, <laughs> hell, you put a spoiler on a spoiler. I thought that was cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that culminated in that, and then it just ended. It just ended, and then they said, now we're going to go into Night Quest, the Crusade. And then if you want to follow Bruce Wayne, read Night Quest, the Search. So um, you had Night Quest, the, the Crusade, which was uh, Asriel continuing as Batman. Yes. And then you had Night, Night, Night Quest, the Search, which whoever was going to look... Or well, to, Bruce Wayne was watching, searching. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Wayne to to figure himself out, heal himself, whatever. Right? Well, he, at that point, he was actually uh, trying to rescue Jack Drake, Tim Drake's Tim dad, Drake's father. and Doctor Shonda. Oh man, I, I I have trouble pronouncing her. Shonda Killingsley or something like that. Yeah, but she she was his doctor through this. Like, she was even his doctor before Nightfall happened. Like, they set her up where she was basically kind of helping him with his PTSD. We didn't say it back then, but essentially that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So she was helping them as a as a PT counselor as well. And Jack Drake was also in a wheelchair at the time as well. So, yeah. So he's they got kidnapped. So he's following. He's going across the world, James Bond style, to find them. So he was essentially, he's like... He, he he gave up the title of Batman, and he was just like, okay, now I'm going to try and do something different. Or he was just like, uh, he just didn't want to take it away from Azrael. What I mean, what what was his decision? And like, if he's healed now, healed enough that to go out and look for Jack Drake, Jack Drake. Well, no. And- so during the Night Quest, the Crusade, or sorry, Night Quest, the Crusade was Azrael as Batman doing his thing, and he was getting as the story progressed, he got way more violent. Like he actually got to a point where. The Avatar kidnapped somebody and left him in a death trap, and Azrael killed the Avatar. And it's like, obviously, now he sealed the fate for that victim. Mm-hmm. So Tim Drake Robin is like, oh, crap, Batman's nuts. <sighs> Even Jim Gordon is like, I think we're going to have to arrest Batman. Like, 
they were burning bridges. The Joker could figure out that that wasn't Batman, so he didn't want anything to do with him. Catwoman knew it wasn't Batman, and not because she knew Bruce Wayne Batman. Right, right. She could just see through the actions. So that book is him taking over, but then finally you know, coming down off of it. Uh, the search, it was basically Bruce Wayne in a wheelchair with Alfred, and it was more highlighting his detective skills. Mm. And since it did cross over into like the Justice League Task Force, Task Force book, he would use heroes. Because I think if I remember one of the covers, it shows like Green Arrow, Tiger, a Bronze Tiger, and Huntress. And like they're kind of, they're like, he's Oracle, essentially. Right. He's okay. doing that. So it's like a Birds of Prey kind of thing. And uh, so he's doing that to basically help him get rid of these ninjas, assassins, or whoever kidnapped the two people he's searching for. Okay. And then Chandra actually had some telekinesis powers. So her brother turns out to be the guy kidnapping them. Okay. And he's using the powers and she's trying, like Bruce is obviously like, don't do it. You don't have to listen to your brother and all these things. So a big giant psychokinetic storm is happening and somehow it actually reset Bruce's back. I think it resulted in the death of her brother. And because of all the trauma, Chandra regressed herself to like a 13 year old persona. And they were even hinting at Bruce and Chandra having like a romantic relationship. So there's another woman he's lost to the curse (laughs) of the bats. (laughs) I mean, which would not be a good idea anyways, because she's his physician. You're not supposed to get in a relationship with your physician. Come on. Soap operas tell us differently. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So then what was the time frame in our world of these two stories? So I want to say Nightfall started about 93. This puts us about probably early 94 because Night's End is very quick. Okay. Because Night's End, so those two stories culminate. So Bruce is healed. uh, He's brought Sandra back. But at that point, Alfred's like, you know what, Bruce? You have a second chance. Live your life. And Bruce is like, I can't. I have to. I have certain things I have to do. And then Alfred's like, well, then fuck it. I'm gone. Like he straight up leaves him. And Bat, or Bruce is like, okay, that's fine with me. So when he comes back, he basically kind of comes back to be like, okay, well, Gotham's taken care of. I can do more of a worldly thing. So almost kind of like a Batman Incorporated type of thing, mm-hmm. leaving Dick to run the shop while he goes out the bigger stuff. But ultimately, he's kind of like, okay, Azrael, it's okay, you know. Keep doing it. Everything's fine. But then Tim is like, dude, this guy's batshit crazy. So Bruce is, you know, kind of checking on this. So he sneaks into the bat cave. And that's when Azrael's like, well, fuck you. You're not taking this away from me. This is mine. I've done more than you ever did. And he throws him out of the cave. So that's when Bruce is kind of like, I may be healed, but I need to get my fighting edge back. (laughs) And I need to take the mantle back. Because, of course, Bruce is going to take, you know, like... It's my fault those deaths happened. Right. I gave him the mantle. I screwed up. So it's time to put him back down. And that's what Night's End would be. And then Night's End, though, that one did cross over into every book. Like, I mean, there was parts in Catwoman. There were parts in Robin. All the books that were Bat Family at the time. As a proper crossover would be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you... you, you, uh, I I think we, we didn't... We scaled over that part, but... Asriel comes in, or John Paul Valley comes in as as Batman, and yes. he fights Bane, right? Yeah, back, so back and, in Nightfall. Yeah, well, no, no. The, so the first, so after Batman, after Bruce got his back broken, right? Um, he was like, "All right, Asriel or Gene Paul, you're going to be Batman, but do not go after Bane. Leave him alone." And of course, nobody listens. You know, like <laughs> hell no, we're going to go after it. So I think it was issues are parts seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen deal with that. So Asriel's kind of like. I can take this guy down 
18, he confronts him, gets his butt whooped, almost died. But luckily, with his new gauntlets, he saved himself. So that's what inspires him to build more armor. The system is kind of like, I can help you beat this guy. So he builds the more armor, goes back, confronts Bane, and just tears him to shreds. You know, cuts the cord, beats the shit out of him, slices and dices him. Doesn't he break his back, too? He didn't break his back. He just kind of left him as like a sobbing husk of a man. Because mm. he, he, you know, the, the, the drug addiction, they played that up as well. And so, yeah, issue our part 19, Batman 500, you know, it's like, okay, Bane has been arrested. He's been brought down. And then, you know, what's kind of interesting is that um, towards the end of Azrael's run on his own book, his uh, Agent of Bat, Agent of the Bat book, right? Uh, I want to say around issues like 90, because they ended up having 100 issues of that book. Yeah. Uh, around issues 90, like, they finally came out and they're like, oh, there's a reason why you were able to beat Bane, you know, more than just the system and your fighting skill and stuff. Like, you're actually part meta. Like, you you have a meta power. No kidding. Yeah, they gave him one saying that, you know, you have a, a, a little bit of, like, it's not like, it's not meta to the point where, you know, he's super strength, but he has, like, an enhanced strength that gives him just that little bit more edge, a little bit more speed, a little bit more reflex, you oh, know, okay. kind of thing like that. So. so he's got a little bit of an enhanced ability. Right. Nice. That that definitely would help. I mean, that's all all retcon or you know, like oh you yeah, know, inserted inserted to yeah. later. Yeah. So and that's in that, that. I mean, I don't know if that's like a way to give a little bit of edge back to Batman to be like, oh, well, see, this is the reason why he, you beat Bane and Batman couldn't because <laughs> yeah, because of this. Well, and it's a tough one because I mean, at the time and even then, like Bane's kind of mocking Azrael in that issue, Batman five hundred. Like you're coming at me in a full tank. You're yeah. coming at me in an Iron Man costume. You know, it's it's one of those things like Crossbones. He's a freaking cool villain, but he ain't going to do shit to Iron Man. No. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Man's going to be like, what, you threw a grenade at me. My hands could, like, hold that thing. No problem, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you may have beaten Bane, but did you really beat Bane? <laughs> and, of course, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, so... You know, Batman is less than Bane, who's now less than Azrael, but then Batman beats Azrael, so therefore he's back on top. Right. Yeah, one of those little cutesy things, but... Um, but even then, like they've they've made sure to have like those balances settled because I think it was Batman Vengeance of Bane two. That's the first time Bruce Wayne Batman re meets Bane, and they kind of have like a mutual respect. So it's like, okay, I'll, I'll back off you, you back off me, and then even then in the Azrael books. Um, I want to. I don't know the issues. I want to say it was like somewhere in the forties. They made an homage cover. So they had ba- uh, Bane and Azrael fight, and so like the 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 classic issue where. Bane is lifting up Batman to snap him, right. implying that. They did that cover again, but with Azrael in the place of Batman. Yeah. So that's like a little mini crossover or, you know, little sequel. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then one of the storylines that I always remember when, when I was heavy into uh, uh, collecting comic books was, uh, it, I want to say it was in the Batman book. It might have been in the de- detective book, but you, you had uh, Bane who had, received some information that maybe Thomas Wayne was his father and he didn't know about it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I remember that a couple or not a couple years, but yeah. 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 yeah, And then, you know, Bane uh, is in there in the bat cave. Like he's, he's like, Oh, I know, you know, I know all the secrets and stuff and you know, I will help you because you're my brother and we'll go fight crime (laughs) together. And Bruce is just like, no, 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 we're not brothers. (laughs) So I, I, that's just one of the like those. That's one of the stories that I associate Bane with, even though I know it's not, you it know, the defining story. Yeah, exactly. And they and they throw they've thrown them around a lot of places. Like towards the end of uh, Secret Six, before yeah. the Flashpoint, you know, uh, that's a shame because that was a great book. Yeah, it was a really good book, and he was he was he was on the team, and he was very protective of Scandal. 
for whatever reason. Yeah, and that was Vandal Savage's daughter. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked that. And like even then, it's kind of funny because the relationship that they used in um, the Batman movies... Um, Oh man, I can't think of the the third Batman film. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um like it was kind of at first I was like, why the hell are Talia and Bane teamed up? Right. Like that was weird, but there was um, a crossover that I didn't read and it was called Batman or not a crossover, but a miniseries called Bane of the Demon. Oh. So when Bane was kind of traveling around trying to find himself cuz it's like he likes the venom drug but at the same time, he knows it's crippling. Right, because it's an addiction. And yeah. if he, he doesn't have it, then, you know... He can't, yeah, he can't, he can't do can't these function. cool things, but he can't function without it. So then he needs to become the strongest there is without it. Yeah, and so as he's traveling kind of a la Bruce Wayne in year one, he's traveling around searching. He does wind up in wherever Ra's al Ghul is hiding. And he does, like... It's almost like they're like, well, you could be the next suitor of Talia. Ooh. So they were kind of playing with that aspect. So it's like, okay, there was some prior history to... Bane and the Demon's Head family. And I'm sure that in the book, uh, and you just said that you hadn't read it, and I know I haven't read it, but I'm sure in the book, Rachel Gould gives him a nickname, but you know how, like, no, Rachel calls him calling the detective. What would he call Bane? Like, the like, Luchador. The Luchador, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 um, the, the brute? I don't know. I would say that, yeah, like the brute, because it's like, while he is, like, Bane is not Hulk. He is smart. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you're a smart man, why do you have to rely on a drug? Yeah. You know, so it's one of those types of things. So, yeah, I could see something like that, you know, the brute. <laughs> I could I could see him, like, he, he tried to apply for the job of Ubu at one point. You know? <laughs> Uh, all right. could ever replace Ubu. <laughs> so, so Batman returns back. He he defeats Azrael to take back the mantle of uh, of Batman. Uh, then you have, I mean, that's the end of the story proper. But you have some follow up books. Yes. So once they conclude it all, uh, Bruce Wayne beats Azrael, and it, he doesn't beat him. It was an interesting. It was a psychological battle because ultimately the battle goes back to. Wayne Manor in the Batcave. And so Bruce knows these grounds. So he's in his Batman costume and Azrael's in his Bat armor. So Bruce is kind of crawling around these little like cavern holes and tunnels and stuff like that. So Gene Paul eventually has to strip metal and armor off him. And then Batman's like, if you have to rely on that, then you're not Batman. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he times it to one point where he's in a well-lit area. Azrael comes through with the mask, but the the lighting and all that stuff blinds him, and so he has to take it off. And that's when, by that point, he took it off, and it's like, oh my god, I'm I'm not Batman. I'm not even like a good guy. <sighs> and Batman's like, I should send you to jail, but I won't because it's my fault that you were in this <laughs> boat. So Azrael chooses to leave, and you know goes off into the Azrael book. So obviously, Azrael got his own comic as a result of this. So if you wish to read the further adventures of Azrael, jump on the Azrael book. I mean, Mitch could definitely testify that that was a worthwhile read. Yeah, right? it was a worthwhile read for me. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was a neat one. Um, in the Batman books proper, so in Batman and Detective, and even a little bit crossing over with Robin, um, Bruce Wayne is like, "Look, I have to leave. I'm not entirely there yet. There's still some things I have to do." But I can't leave the city without a Batman after just earning its trust. And this time he finally does the right thing, which was something that everybody was like, why didn't he do it in the first place? He gives the cape and cowl over to Dick Grayson. And that led on to a story called Prodigal. And Prodigal was like, I want to say like a 12 or 14 mini, 12 part story. And it's basically Dick Grayson as Batman teaming up with Tim Drake, cleaning up the city of Gotham and taking down the various leftover criminals. Uh, it's a great Two-Face story as well, which is why I always kind of see Two-Face and Dick Grayson as, you know, enemies of each other. But it was great. But do yourself a favor. Don't buy the trade. Wait. 
Mm. Just wait, and I'll explain why in a little bit here. Uh, the Batman, and then finally when Bruce does return, he comes back in basically the Tim Burton Batman costume, and this is Troika. Troika? Troika. Troika. Um, I can tell you, I bought those issues. They sucked, so don't waste your time. Um, I bought it mainly for the covers. But if you're looking to end the Nightfall saga, and you could say, well, I read Night's End, it's all done. No, don't just quit there. There's a one-shot. It's called Nightwing Alfred's Return. And this is where Dick goes back to do something that even Bruce can't do. He heals a relationship. He manages to talk Alfred into coming back. And then finally, at that point, you could basically say the status quo has been returned because the true champion of the Bat family is back, Alfred <laughs> Pennyworth. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, so those would be some of the Fallout books I would recommend. And then, I mean, if you look on the chap on the Wikipedia, there's some more stuff. But honestly, those are different stories of their own. I really wouldn't stress them. All right, that is uh, an epic tale for Batman that stretched over uh, multiple years, yeah, about two and a half years, I'd say. So uh, it's it's a big part of his history. It's you know, does it is it referred to in the the rebirth? Nation? Or so Rebirths? in Rebirth, I want to say, I think there was a book to look for. It was, If I remember correctly, I think it was when they relaunched Batman Legends of the Dark Knight in the New 52 era. And it was beautiful David Finch art. I don't know if he wrote it as well. I'm not sure who the writer was. But they kind of played with that where it's like, because same thing with the death of Superman. Superman didn't die. Doomsday did kill Superman. <laughs> but Superman didn't die. He killed a very similar looking Kryptonian <laughs> and a very similar earth looking place. Right. And there was a very similar funeral for a similar friend, you know, but anyways, so like they, they kept those stories, but it didn't happen to our characters. Right. I never read those legends of the darkness, dark night issues, but I want to say it was like Batman new 52 legends of the dark night issues one through six, David Finch art. And so, I mean, that's where we started seeing Bane where he was all scary and fucking mega veiny and like, <laughs> Jesus God almighty. He was huge. Like he looked like he could put the Hulk to shame. And probably right? like the version that you see in the the Arkham games of Bane. Like yeah. that, that version is yeah. That's huge. where they started doing the whole just crazy beefed up looking version. Um, but if you don't mind, I'm going to segue into something real quick here. So this is a great story. This is one of the major Batman mythos. Like this in the the Batman lore at that time was supposed to be Batman Year Ten. Um, so we, we've had Bruce Wayne in the seat now for 10 years. So if you, I, I recommend it. I recommend reading it. And right now, as we're talking about, this is the 25th year of it. And finally, DC Collective Editions is doing the right thing. They're going to release a 25th anniversary collection. It's going to be a wow. series of trade paperbacks. Um, and this will be the first one that is like damn near the best collection. Like even though they've released the Omnibus, the Omnibus is still missing the uh, night quest the search really so it's like how can you sell this as the complete collection when you know it's missing something yeah so i think it's going to be seven trade paperbacks i'm going to add one more to the collection uh so here's what i would do if i were you there's a little story called batman venom it's a i want to say a four or five parter and it came out of the legends of the dark knight book uh it's written by denny o'neill and it's got a lot of great artists on there uh jose Garcia Lopez is one of the artists on this one. And this is where we first get the drug Venom. And we actually see Batman use it because Batman couldn't save a little girl. The, do the, the father is just like, oh, it's a shame you weren't stronger. I've got these drugs here that could help you, but whatever. You're Batman. You won't do it. So he mind fucks Bruce. Bruce takes it and Bruce just goes crazy. And he's even like walking around in the daytime with just like a, a, a no, no Batman costume fighting crime that way. So he has to lock himself up in the cave, beat the withdrawal, and then track down the doctor. 
So, of course, the doctor went to Santa Prisca, and that's where all that, you know, like, oh, this is how it leads off to. But then coming out on September 11th, 2018, this year, we will have Batman Prelude to Nightfall. So this is going to collect... All this, and actually, I apologize. There would I would be adding two trade paperbacks to this because, of course, you should pick up uh, if you want to know more about uh, Azrael. I would probably recommend picking up the Azrael Sword, or I guess the Sword of Azrael trade paperback, right. and that'll be the four issue miniseries that introduces them. Now there is a trade out there, so be cautious of which one you get because I think I think that's the one you got, that Azrael Volume One, and it's basically like a collection of him. Doesn't that have the four issue miniseries and then probably like what the next six issues of his book? Yes, yeah. So that might be kind of neat if you want to get you know more of Azrael and see how he is post Nightfall. So read the book in two parts, read the Sword of Azrael, then Nightfall and then come back and read the end <laughs> of it. But anyways, this prelude to Nightfall is great because it'll build it'll collect the Vengeance of Bane, which is the first Bane appearance, and then the issues of Batman and Detective running up to Nightfall. And then they're going to collect the whole Nightfall story itself. So it'll be Nightfall Volume 1. This will also come out September 18th of this year, and that'll collect the first half. Then you will have Batman Nightfall Volume 2, which will collect the second half. The Crusade, if I remember correctly, is going to be collected in two volumes as well. And then the Search will be collected in its own volume. So there's going to be three parts to the Night Quest portion of it. And like I said, the Night Night Quest, the search was never collected. So what's nice is if you've already purchased the Omnibus or the three trade paperbacks that I bought as well, and they, those were great, uh, you could just buy the Night Quest, the search, and add it to your collection. But I imagine this is going to be kind of like a couple years ago when they did the Death of Superman anniversary collection, where when you line them all up in the spine, it creates the symbol. Oh. So the famous bleeding S. I'm right. sure this will probably have the bat symbol being eclipsed by the Gene Paul Valley bat symbol. Oh, okay. So you'll have... Three parts for Nightfall, three parts for Night Quest, and then what's going to be nice about this is when they do the Night's End collection, um, this will collect the complete Night's End story, so that will be December of this year. So luckily they're spaced out that you could buy a couple as you're collecting it, but this one's going to be neat because this is the first time they're actually going to include Prodigal as part of the story as wow. well. So they're fully recognizing that, yeah, that should have been a part of the package as well. So you're going to get the complete thing. Uh, it's a graphic novel collection. So like I said, I would add two more books to it, Batman Venom, so that way you get more of the backstory of the drug, and then the Sword of Azrael, so that way you get some more of the character as well. And that, that's like, what, seven, eight, nine, nine trade paperbacks? So, you know, this will all co- like end at Christmas time, so when you're on vacation, there you go. You have plenty of reading to do. <laughs> There you go. That is uh, that is the storyline of, of Nightfall to Night's End. And uh, if you have any extra, you know, comments about the story that we might have missed, or you have some questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter as Mitchapedia, G E R. You can also find Chris on Twitter as. So I recently changed my Twitter handle, so you can find me as Stuff S T U F I should S H U D say G E R. So S T U F I S H U D S A Y G E R. There you go. Because I used to make it easy, now I make it harder. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do on Twitter. We make things harder. Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. And facebook.com forward slash Geekly Radio is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geeklyradio.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. 
But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Radio Network saying, always remember to... Geek, geek out. out! We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.